What is going on? And welcome to another episode of Hey Mark, the podcast where I Mark get to have open and authentic conversations about things like mental health and self-development. And, you know, a lot of you might be brand new to this podcast. A lot of you might be returning to this podcast. If you're brand new, thank you for coming on and, uh, and listening in or watching, however you're choosing to ingest this. Uh, if you're returning, if you're returning, sorry, excuse me. Uh, if you've been here before, if you listen to this show or you've watched the YouTube channel, whatever it is, you know, from the bottom of my heart, thank you so much for supporting this journey and supporting me. Um, but yeah, I just kind of wanted to open up and, th- and thank you guys and also start to kind of clarify, you know, who this podcast is for. And when I say that, I mean, you know, the reason why I started this podcast, who I'm trying to connect with and, and um, you know, who I'm trying to help out. And so for a lot of you people, you maybe kind of feel the way that I've felt at times in my life. And I feel like this all the time still. But, you know, that feeling where you're just really not good enough, like where you kind of don't have hope for yourself. And I remember kind of thinking back when I was a kid. um, I remember feeling like, you know, there's always someone smarter than me. There's always someone stronger than me. There's always someone, you know, who speaks clearly, who thinks better, who... You know, I always just felt like I, no matter what I did, I just would never be enough. I, I would always be inadequate. And that was pretty much the root of a lot of the depression that I had, you know, as a kid, but also what still lingers around and haunts me to this day. And so I kind of want to reach out to those people and just let you know that, you know, hopefully I can show you like a little glimmer of hope. Like uh, if you don't have hope for yourself, I'm hopeful for you and I'm trying to do my very best to kind of help you understand that no matter what it is that you're going through, you're not alone and life can and will get better for you. And that's my main passion. Like those are the, the, you guys are the people that I'm trying to help out because, you know, half the time I fall in that category as well. And it's okay. It's okay to kind of be like that. It's okay to feel like that. And, um, I just think that that kind of encompasses a little bit better than uh, like what I'm trying to do a little bit better than my old intro. And maybe I'll try and find a more efficient way to come across with that. But I just want to let you guys know that that's kind of who I'm trying to reach. You know, that's who. um, So if you're in that boat, it's okay, right? Like it's okay. Just take a second and understand like, fuck, we all feel like that sometimes. Just that kind of feeling like... um, that just no matter what, you have to add to yourself or become better. Yeah, it haunts me as well. But I thought I'd just kind of open up. This is going to be a little bit more of a somber episode because I kind of wanted to just kind of share a little bit of a... I don't know if I would consider this a story or an experience, but just kind of share a little background information about myself. You know, for for anyone that maybe... um. Well, actually, no, for everybody, this might be brand new, but the, re- the reason I kind of even started this podcast, like I've been saying, is because I dealt with these things as a kid, I dealt with these things as a teenager, and uh, I've always kind of been very vague about it. And I, you know, have done that for a reason to, you know, to some degree, because... I've kind of had, I guess, struggles with, 
you know, differentiating between airing out dirty laundry and explaining how you've gotten it a little bit cleaner. And uh, I'm not sure if you guys fully understand what I'm trying to say by that, but I just feel like sometimes it's tough to kind of come on here and just kind of vent or rant or complain about some of the things that I've gone through and keep it constructive, you know, so that you could listen to this and pull some value out of it instead of me just venting to you. And so it's been rather difficult because it's kind of like a push-pull between, you know, being vulnerable and being open and being authentic like I, I claim to be but also being constructive and not just kind of dumping all my pain and problems on you. And so I thought it'd be kind of nice, well, not nice, but I thought it'd be interesting to kind of talk a little bit more about, you know, my past, my experience with depression. And uh, maybe we'll make this a little series. You know, we could go in on, you know, medications I've been on. We can go in on... Fuck, there's so many topics, like how it's ruined my relationships in the past. But I just thought I'd kind of get into the kind of very beginnings. And I remember, I guess I will start off with a little bit of a story. So we can consider this story time with Mark. But I remember like one of my first memories dealing with my mental illness was I, I think I was around nine years old. And... I remember being in class, we were doing math. We were just doing like those times tables, like fucking, like those sheets where it has like a a big grid and it's got numbers on the left and numbers on the top. And you're supposed to multiply the numbers on the left by the numbers on the top. And then you'll get your answer. You fill it in in the grid. I'm sure you guys have all done that if you learned your multiplication. But, you know, little Marky was having a tough time. And... You know, looking around the classroom, I remember seeing some of the my peers. And a lot of them didn't seem to have the same struggles that I had. And this is obviously like some sort of a weird nine-year-old little brain trying to figure this out. And obviously other kids struggle with math. And there's obviously many other topics in school. And all the kids that were good at math maybe struggle with other things. But those kind of insights you only really have in hindsight. You know, as a nine-year-old kid, it's tough to kind of piece those things together. Regardless, I um, I remember looking around and just thinking, like, "Fuck, I'm never gonna be a smart kid," and I'm not the I'm not the most like uh, athletically inclined person either. I'm not gifted in any way, and I feel like no matter what I do, I'm just always gonna be inadequate. I'm always gonna be not good enough. And these were the kind of thoughts that I was having at nine years old. And I wish I could say it's different now. I still have those types of thoughts, but that's what I was dealing with. And I remember saying to my teacher, like, I I started having the same existential thoughts that, you know, some of my friends are having today. And I even have these things, like, kind of creep into my brain all all the time, like, from time to time now. But I remember being a nine years old kind of thinking, what's the fucking point of trying? You know, if I can't be good at anything, why the fuck am I trying at anything? And, you know, this kind of stuck with me for my early teenage years, actually pretty much for most of my life, this kind of feeling like I'm I'm not going to be good. Why the fuck would I put in any effort? You know, it, it caused me to flee from anything that kind of made me feel inadequate because that, again, was the root of a lot of my depressive thoughts. And 
So I remember, I remember saying to this teacher, I was like, look, I don't understand the fucking point of any of this. Like, if I just stopped showing up to school, nobody would fucking care. You guys would all be happier. The only thing I do to contribute in class is make jokes and disrupt the class anyways. Like, this would all just be better if I wasn't fucking here. Your job would be easier. My fucking classmates would have less distractions. And I had this uh, weird conversation with my teacher in a lot fewer words. I uh, said some pretty alarming things, and obviously her reaction was pretty appropriate for, you know, what she heard. And so she goes to my uh, principal, who then calls my parents, and they're basically saying, like, look, your nine-year-old kid seems like he's fucking suicidal. And, you know, I kind of... You know, it's not to say like at nine years old, I was ready to take my own life, but, you know, that was kind of where the root of it all started. But what happened next was one of the most, um, you know, crippling things for me mentally, because seeing the reaction on my parents' faces and seeing the reactions on my teachers' faces and the principal and, you know, everybody else and being separated then from the class and kind of being put into, um, you know, a smaller, different class. I could, you could get a little bit more one-on-one attention. I felt a little bit alienated from my friends. I felt like I was kind of isolated, which obviously didn't help the depressive thoughts. It's like, okay, now I can't even be in the same fucking classroom as the regular kids. I have to sit with like a teacher's assistant and again, like kind of piecing, like, Looking back, it kind of makes a lot more sense. Like, it's like, yeah, you probably needed a little bit more attention because, uh, well, A, I just wasn't really understanding a lot of the classroom material, but B, not understanding the classroom material, I couldn't understand why I couldn't understand the classroom material and why I had to kind of sit in another room and why I couldn't be, like, learning with the quote-unquote normal kids. And so I told my... I told first I told my teachers I said no I was just kidding about all that stuff like I can learn like the rest of them like please just give me another shot like I just want to be with the normal kids like I just want to fucking feel normal and uh so I told them I was like hey I was just kidding and uh I tried my very best I pretty much told them like hey you're making me like kind of feel alienated I feel like a little bit and I it's good to vocalize these things, but I was doing it in a very manipulative way at such a young age where it was kind of basically like I was I was thinking, you know, I better not say anything like that again because they're going to fucking separate me from my friends. And, you know, if I ever feel this way again, if I ever think these kinds of thoughts, I better just keep them to myself because there was just too much turmoil and too many, you know, weird reactions and feelings because I had spoken up. You know, I kind of felt like, again, like, here's another thing. I fucked up. Great. And so I kind of, I thought, yeah, I should just keep those kinds of thoughts to myself and leave that in the fucking, tuck that under the rug, right? Which obviously led to a lot of other problems because, you know, you, you, I kind of avoided anything that kind of made me feel inadequate, like I was saying before. And when you avoid all of those things and you just try and put on a smiley face every fucking day, I became like this kind of kid who grew up to a young adult, you know, their whole life basically just thinking like anything that I'm bad at, anything that, 
you know, I'm not that good at or I don't feel confident doing. I'm either not going to take seriously, I'm not going to try. You know, maybe I'll just take that opportunity to make a joke out of it for myself, make a joke out of it for everybody else. And, you know, if they're going to be, you know, thinking about, you know, if they're going to be laughing at me or whatever, like I'm going to try and at least exaggerate the laugh a little bit more because that was where I started to find my value, right? Like it was like, I'm not really good at anything else, but hell, if I can make someone else laugh or smile, then... You know, at least that kind of made me feel like, okay, here's a little bit of attention. Here's that good feeling that you you contributed. You know, that was kind of where a lot of behavioral patterns kind of started that weren't the best for me. And it it, it ended up breaking me down even further because I pretty much made it concrete in my brain that you know, you're not going to be ever, you're not ever going to be good at anything. So the best you can do is just laugh with them. You know, that's kind of the way I thought. And looking back in hindsight, like, I guess, again, like, that's the the reason why I started this podcast is because I wish I could just fucking reach out to that nine-year-old kid that that I was and just say, like, man... It's it's going to be okay. It's okay to not be fucking good at things when you first start. It's, o- it's okay to be different or think differently than other people. It's okay to kind of feel like you're different or nobody's going to understand you because that's what unites us all. We all get those thoughts, right? And I was just kind of under the impression that I was the only one. I, I thought that, you know, everyone else maybe probably has this all figured out. They've kind of... You know, maybe they were just born better than me. And, you know, that was kind of my mission. And so I just, uh, from there, I basically kind of told myself, like, yeah, I'm just not going to try much at, at anything. And that was kind of the story of how that depressive start, that depressive state started you know, of something so small building up and building up and building up because it wasn't communicated properly. And these types of things, you know, they happen all the time, right? Like these things happen, you know, the reason I think that that's important is because, you know, these things manifest in many different ways. And... I'll I'll go into one of the examples or a couple of examples maybe, but I just kind of wanted to start about, uh, to talk about a little bit more about my past and my experiences with depression, so you guys kind of see where I'm coming from with a lot of my points of views. But for me, this manifested next in basically like I was saying, like ruining relationships and not just romantic ones, like with girlfriends or whatever, but you know with with my parents, with my friends, because, you know, I remember vividly being in a certain relationship where, you know, I, there was so many times that I felt inadequate. I was like, you know, my, I'm not good looking enough. I'm not rich enough. I'm not athletic. 
you know, what do I really have? Actually, this is how I felt in a lot of my relationships. Like, it's like, what do I really have that's keeping this person with me? You know, this inadequacy, you know, I feel like a fraud. And it's only a matter of time until they figure out that I'm fucking useless. And so when you have a problem, when you have an issue, you stay quiet about it because you don't want your partner to figure out the fraud that you are. Like, that's kind of the point of view I was operating from. And slowly and slowly, you kind of try and hide your flaws. You try and hide them more and more. Maybe you start lying about them. Or maybe you do what I did, which is just stay quiet about it. You're going to stay quiet about everything that kind of makes you feel uncomfortable. You're not going to vocalize anything in the relationship. And then those things build up and up and up until you start having resentments and you start acting... You know, not like yourself and not like the partner you should be. And I remember so many times I would kind of have these like, I'd be so fucking self-conscious in every relationship that I was in. And, you know, obviously, if you're not being forthcoming, if you're not being honest about the things that you're feeling or the the things going on in your brain. Well, by definition, if you're not being honest, then you're not you're not being truthful. It's almost like telling a lie. Right? Like Jordan Peterson even says um if you have something to say, silence is a lie. And so from from my partner's perspectives at the time, it's like I they could sense you know, something's not right. Something's, you know, there's not 100% honesty and trust here. Because how could I have loved someone? Like, I didn't even love myself. I didn't trust myself. How could I love and trust someone else? And, I, and if I'm not giving them, you know, 100% of my love and 100% of my trust, it's easy to feel that. It's easy to understand that. And then from there, like, why would they be a faithful partner? Why would they want to, you know, stay with someone that's not loving them or being honest with them or having trust? And so that kind of puts a lot of relationships in sticky situations. And if you're the kind of person that I was and your ego is massively inflated, then you see your partner start acting weird. And then you double down on the weird fucking shit because you can't vocalize that either. You kind of get the picture. It led to a lot of toxic relationships. And for a long time in my life, I kind of, you know, I blamed them. And, um, you know, I'm not trying to, like, obviously they had a role to play in it, but it's like mostly probably my fault. And I'm not saying that to kind of beat up on myself. And I'm not saying that to make you feel guilty if you're in that position right now. But it all st- it all stems back from that original. I still remember that day so fucking vividly. It all stems back from that original kind of experience of. I better keep these negative fucking thoughts to myself and, and not share what's making me fucking hurt this bad. So. Um, you know, like I was saying, I, I don't want to go on to, uh, to vent about these things and just to kind of bitch about, 
these kind of experiences and and, uh, and throw it into an echo chamber or anything like that. The reason I wanted to share this experience with you guys and kind of and show how it progresses is because I want you to understand that you, if you're feeling like this, if you're feeling inadequate, if you have that kind of feeling like, you know, something's not right, something I'm not, I'm not good enough, I don't feel good, I don't feel like I should, I don't feel like I should, or something's just not right. I feel broken, and I feel like I just don't have a place in this world. If you feel like that, you find someone that you love to, to or trust to vocalize that to. Because I'm a perfect example of the fact that if you don't vocalize those things, if you don't speak up about those things, they will manifest negatively in your life. And that's an understatement. There's no way to kind of uh, like properly express that. You know, if we keep those negative thoughts in our brains, they manifest. They're just like seeds. You know, you, you're just planting those negativity seeds in your brain. And I've been there. I did that for fucking 99% of my life. So if, if you're going through that right now, don't beat yourself up for it. Just understand that you need to get it out of you. You can't just sit there and let these thoughts rot at the back of your brain. Because I did, and it left me feel like you start off feeling alone, and then these thoughts start to fucking impregnate your brain with more and more negativity until you're so fucking toxic that it starts spilling out of you. And you start poisoning the ones around you enough that you literally are alone, you know? Because I, I like looking back in hindsight, why would any of my partners wanted to stay faithful to me and, you know, stick around? I wouldn't, you know. You know, yeah. I, I don't want to just keep beating a dead horse with that topic. But I just kind of, like I said, I wanted to share this experience with you guys. And I wanted to try and pull a little bit of value from it. And express to you exactly why... I feel like it's important to have these conversations and be able to talk about these things. Because the bigger the stigma around these things, the harder it is to speak up. And if we don't create an environment where, you know, kids, but also adults, can speak about these things and they manifest negatively, we have an entire toxic society. So I think it's a lot better to have a couple of uncomfortable conversations and temporarily feel like, hey, I'm not good enough than it is to live in a fucking society that does have this negativity surrounding it and isn't good enough all the time for fucking eternity. I, I, um, I know this wasn't like the most like entertaining or fun kind of fucking podcast episode. It was, like I said, I gave you the warning. It was going to be a somber episode. But the reason I'm having this conversation, like I said in the very beginning, is because if anyone out there is feeling the way that I felt or feeling the way that I feel sometimes still to this day, then you, I just need you to fucking understand that you need to vocalize that. You need to ask for help. And so who can you ask for help? Like, fuck, I remember the first person I actually started breaking down to was one of my ex-girlfriends. And she was the first person that was like, dude, you need, you need fucking serious help. And... It seemed like she was kind of 
being cold-hearted and manipulative, but that was the best move that I could have made at the time. And then going to see a doctor and having him refer me to, you know, some, you know, obviously some counseling and some therapy, that was the best move for me. And it's, I wish I could say it was an easy journey, but it's not as simple as like, you know, you have a wound that just needs to scab over and then heal. You know, a lot of the times we have to pick that scab back open and see what fucking caused it. And that was how my journey kind of went. But I'll, um, you know, we can get into that, you know, on the next episode or coming up. But I just kind of wanted to share that experience with you guys and open up a little bit more so you kind of get a little bit more insight to, like I said, my experience and, and my prerogative, my perspectives, why I have the ones that I have. And why I think it's so goddamn important to have these conversations and why I put so much emphasis on the fact that if you are having these thoughts, you are not alone. So, that's all I got for today. Um, just want to have that little story time with Mark so you guys can uh, kind of get a little peek into my brain but also understand the value of you know, speaking up when you feel inadequate. But that's all I got. Thank you guys so much. If you do feel like this and you want to join like a support group or you want to grow like kind of grow in a community like this, I did start a group recently. Uh, it's on Telegram currently and we have weekly Zoom calls as well. So we get to discuss all these types of things as well every single day, every single week. And if you want to join in on that, then reach out to me on Instagram. My Instagram will be at the bottom of the screen down there for anyone watching this video. It's at Mark D. Henriksen. For those of you listening to the podcast version of this, it'll be in the show notes below. But that's it. That's all I got. So if you're watching the YouTube, like, comment, subscribe. If you're listening to the podcast, you know, leave a little review. Let me know how I can get better at this. But that's it. That's all I got. So thank you so much. Hope you're doing well. If you are feeling like I was feeling or still feel like today, fuck, reach out. Even if you got to reach out to me, reach out to your parents, reach out to a counselor, a coworker, a coach, a, a boss, your friend, if your journal, whatever. Just get out of your own head and start to share your thoughts before they manifest negatively. That's all I got. Thank you so much. Much love. And peace out.